I'm Kier from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows in the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 195 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we cut the length of your podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we make a mess out of podcasting. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we have a video clip from a listener. Lauren, start the show now. We could cut this part of the podcast, but we don't cut the length of this podcast. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. This is 195 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say that SP is here to keep me in check again this week. I am very partial to episode 195 of Better Podcasting, and I'm so glad that we're here. We're just five away from 200. It's been a fun almost four years now, Stephen. And one of the things that happened recently, so not like four years ago, but recently, was we recorded episode 192, and we did it with Jen Rhodes from Anomaly Podcast. We continue to get some amazing feedback back, and I had a conversation online with Jonesy, and he said he really enjoyed Better Podcasting episode 192, that Jen was a fantastic guest. So thank you very much, Jonesy, once again from Cantina Cast. You know what my favorite part of that podcast was? Of 192, the fact that you were not the fact that you were not there. That is absolutely my most exciting part of it. Well, that wasn't the most exciting part cuz let's be honest, Jen was the most exciting part. However, it was up there. It was most definitely up there the fact that I didn't have to do another episode of this podcast because nobody wants me on it. For anybody that hasn't had a chance to check it out, Jen has been a hobby podcaster for 13 years on Anomaly Podcasts, and she had some amazing tips. She actually works kind of in the marketing and promotion area as well, so she was speaking from her heart there. We might have her on the show in the future with her co-host, and Angela, and we will see how that goes. Once again, that is Better Podcasting episode 192, and you can get it at betterpodcasting.com slash 192. And by the way, if enough people request it, we understand that when we have guests on this show, it's much more exciting than us. So what I'll do is I'll go and I will create a version where I just mute SP's track. So it'll just be no SP, no SJ, just Jen. You'll have to fill in the blanks because I'm literally just going to mute his track. But if you want, I will gladly do that for the listeners and the viewers. Well, we will definitely do with what our audience wants. I would recommend that that would not be a good use of a podcast, especially if you don't truncate the silences. But tell you what, we actually have 
some how I could have saved my podcast story that kind of deals exactly with that. Now, that specific thing wasn't brought up, but other things were. And this comes from a Reddit post over on the podcast subreddit, and it was posted by user Pro Friend Zoner. And the title of the post was, if you are starting a podcast, please, for the love of God. That's the title. So I was like, oh, I got to <laughs> check this out. Right. So I did. And this is what the message says. It is kind of a long one, but there's a lot of good things in here. We'll talk about it later. Quote, get a headphone slash microphone. Too many podcasts out there where they seem to be recording it on a desktop that they are sitting three feet or more away from. The sound is so bad, it makes the show unlistenable. Like the cute music to start your show? Don't blast it so loud. I rip my headphones out and then have to crank the volume all the way and concentrate on what you are saying because I can barely hear you. Like to play the cute sound effects because it sounds bitchin'? Turn the volume on them way down so they don't compete with your voice making it unlistenable. Gave a negative review to one where the sound effects were at the same level as his voice. Like to play the cute music during your show? Again, keep it very low or else you can't hear what they are saying. Episode number 73 of some podcasts I listened to for 30 seconds and then deleted it had all of the sound coming out of one channel. So I hear it all in one ear and not the other. 73 episodes in and you can't get the sound right? Bye! Interviewing someone? Make sure the levels for you and your guest are equal or else one is blowing the other out. I'm not listening to a 30-minute podcast having to continually turn the volume up and down. I have better things to do. That is part of your job. Again, if you are sitting three feet away from the mic, you sound like you are sitting three feet away from the mic. So does your guest. I'm not blowing out my ears to try to hear what you are saying. Banter with a co-host or guest? Get it out of the way before you turn the mics on. I can't tell you how many 20 to 30 minute podcasts the host thought I'd listen to when they would banter through while never getting to the subject. Was listening to a podcast today that was supposed to be about a certain subject that apparently they never got to. Deleted. You have the greatest content in the world, but if your audio sucks, it is unlistenable. Had to unsubscribe from some podcast that had good content, but he didn't care about his audio presentation. It was unlistenable. If you are doing a podcast for your own ego, do whatever you want. If you want to do a good podcast, your audio is the most important thing. There are too many podcasts out there that do have good audio, so there is no need to listen to crappy audio. Listening to some is like listening to a long-distance phone call from the 1960s. It's not brain surgery. It's just audio. If you want to do a podcast, start with good audio. If you don't, nothing else will matter. If you want people to listen, make it listenable. Too many podcasts out there with good audio that you are going to be competing with. You don't need anything fancy. I listen to plenty of podcasts where it's just one person talking about something. Just make sure the sound is good. And the headset mic works better than a stationary table laptop mic because, honestly, most people don't know how to use a mic. Unquote. Steven, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of rants in there. And honestly, this guy, I looked up his profile. It's like a soft troll. I mean, I, I just invented that term, I think. But it's a soft troll looking at his back post. But he has some legitimate points here. So 
One of the things was make sure you use a microphone over the cell phone or laptop. We've been talking about that basically since episode one and the whole balancing music versus voice. I find it very difficult when the music starts and you can't hear the person. I'm like, I can't hear it. And if it lasts the whole show, like they have background music, the whole show, and it's not balanced well, then I'm not going to listen to the show. I, I will unsubscribe. And uh, I guess the new thing is delete versus unsubscribe here. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of the great things. Stephen, what kind of did you focus in on here? You know, I have to say, I think there is a lot of good things in here. Like you mentioned, the biggest challenge that I had with this was the writing style of it. It actually mm -hmm. put me off. I, I'll, I'll admit, first time I read it, I only read about half of it and I, I, I couldn't take the tone anymore. And then when I thought, OK, well, we should discuss this on here, I, I pulled it up and I read the rest of it. So I I have to say, I think this is actually a good lesson on how your delivery can have an impact on others as well. I think there's a lot of learning to be said uh, or had from this just because of the fact that something like this will put off certain readers. And if you were doing this on your show, certain listeners. And so you should be aware of that. And even though this has a lot of really good information, the delivery is really, really hard to swallow for a lot of people. But again, I think it's worth thinking about. There are common mistakes that are made in podcasting, and there are common things that we have talked about before, and we've tried to help new podcasters with. Many of them are in this. And so if you can just sort of put away the tone for a minute and you're starting out a show, I think this is really worth going through and just seeing, am I making any of these mistakes? Because things like the music, people love their music to start and they have a habit of overusing it or they have a habit of leaving volumes all over the place and not really noticing the difference just because they're so wrapped up with getting their show out there for the first time. I think that there's a lot of really good things in here and I appreciate you pointing it in my direction, even though, again, I, I think the tone is very challenging to get through. It's a valid concern about the tone for this post, too. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. The other thing I want to bring up is it sounds this guy is not a podcaster. It sounds like he's a blatant listener and not a podcaster, which I think is important to bring the listener feedback for it, especially to, if it's to a group. So podcasts is largely a listener subreddit community and there are podcasters in there but it's by large for the listener and it's important to get li general listener feedback out as well and if these are things that he's been seeing through some podcasts then you might want to check and see if your podcast fits any of these as well but yeah i will agree that the tone was off-putting when i first saw it but there's just there's too many things to discuss there so i brought it up let's go ahead and move on to our featured segment In the world of podcasting, there is a commonly followed formula. Person has idea for a podcast. Person starts work on podcast. Person stops work on podcast. Person starts working on the podcast again. Person stops working on the podcast. Person starts working on the podcast again. Person wait, stops wait, wait, wait. working on the podcast. I get the drift here. I think I got lost there. So what I'm trying to say here is that usually when somebody goes to launch a podcast, there's usually two sort of main ways that that podcast ends up going once they do finally launch. Number one, they pod fade. That's always a possibility, podfade.com. Or number two, they end up going on 
forever and ever and ever. Obviously, we haven't reached forever per se because podcasting is still relatively new, but you know what I mean. There is no definitive endpoint. And the thing with this second option is that while some folks, as they create this podcast and go on with this podcast, will show all sorts of signs that maybe they should be ending it, they often feel an obligation to keep going on and going on and going on, even if there's really odd gaps or really weird things that are happening as they produce their show. Now, there is nothing that says you have to have your podcast go on indefinitely. It doesn't have to even go on for a very long time. Yes, it is okay to have a short run podcast. This is absolutely okay. And that's what we want to talk about today. Creating a short run podcast. There's a specific short point and there are certain challenges that comes with that. And that's what we want to talk about today and some of the benefits. So what are some of the reasons you would want to do a short run podcast? Let's start with the key question here. What are some of the reasons that you would want to create a short run podcast? Some ideas include perhaps you want to use it as a marketing tool. For example, let's say you're throwing an event for a niche or a specific topic. You could want to create a podcast as a lead up tool to provide updates and build hype for your event. You could want to deliver some evergreen information for someone in a multi-part series, but you don't want to sustain it for a long time aside from doing it for a short run event. For example, perhaps you have a collection of tips and suggestions for something and you want to create a multiple part podcast to go over it. This could be something that you want to share with people in the future, but it's not something that you want to maintain forever. As in keep the show going forever. Maybe you have some creativity that you want to share, but it's really meant to be just a one time thing. For example, some writing. Think to TV, for example. While there are many shows which go on for many seasons, How I Met Your Mother probably gone on for way too many seasons, <laughs> sometimes shows are developed as one and done situations. So a great example of this would be the Cosmos series or any short multi-part show that you see on TV that just lasts a couple of nights. It's just an event for a, a night or two. And you get to have a great one-off instead of an entire season after season after season show. Perhaps you're unsure if podcasting is for you. Yes, maybe you want to try out podcasting. And then when you create a short run podcast, you actually give yourself an opportunity to do a definitive start and end point, go through all the motions, and you're not misleading listeners who find you and that you're going to end the show. The listeners will know exactly what they're getting into or they should. We'll talk about that in a bit. But another reason you might want to do a short run podcast, because you want to get some more experienced podcasts before you do your big time idea. Right, Stephen? Yeah. You know, you've thought of this amazing, super terrific idea that is really important to you. You're so passionate about it. For example, like when I go and I have ideas about different podcasts that center around Stargate Pioneer. I got a bunch of those, bunch of really solid ideas that are all SP fan casts. You might have this amazing, wonderful, revolutionary idea. It's the next best thing since sliced bread. But maybe you just don't have a lot of experience with that. For example, 
back to my SP's fan podcast. I don't have a lot of experience talking about Stargate Pioneer. Well, in a manner where he's aware that I'm talking about him. I don't have a lot of experience with that. So maybe I want to go ahead and practice that a little bit. And so that's where having a short run podcast can give you a chance to really try different things out and make sure that if you have any negative impact as you learn how to podcast and you go through all those motions, it's not affecting that super terrific idea. The idea is that you're starting a podcast that is essentially a practice podcast for you. And that's what you're doing with this short run podcast before. And you go and launch the SP Super Terrific Fan Podcast, which is coming soon to a podcast consuming location near you. Okay, after I get over that moment of uncomfortability, let's switch around to some benefits. So no matter what the reason is, that you want to do your short-run podcast, there are some benefits that short-run podcasts have over the long-term. So let's talk about those. One of the biggest benefits to running a short-term podcast is scheduling. When you're doing a podcast indefinitely, there is definitely a challenge with trying to maintain it through the entire year. You're going to have vacations to work around. You're going to have appointments, holidays, family events, and other things that get in the way of whatever regular workflow that you develop. However, when it's a very limited show run, you can schedule it during a time that you know you have a clear schedule in the year. For example, if you're relatively free in the February through May timeframe, that can often be clear for a lot of people. Having a short run podcast can also be easier to keep motivated. Having a defined endpoint for something can be a bit of a motivator. I know it definitely is for me on the treadmill. For example, one of the biggest challenges that some podcasters face is finding the reason to keep going when interaction is lacking and downloads are down. It can be easy to question if you even want to keep going with the show, but if you set up your show for a specific completion point, you can motivate yourself with a completionist mindset. Just see it through the end and get it through the end. I only have three more episodes left and you can get through it. And if you have a podcast that has evergreen content, Maybe the downloads go up over time and you're glad that you finished that podcast. But you can also diversify in your podcast portfolio without having to overwork yourself. Perhaps it's more than just one amazingly fantastic, super terrific, earth shattering idea that you have. Maybe you have several of those hashtag flat earth shattering ideas. Like I said, I have several ideas for SP fan podcasts. There's going to be one that talks about how much better he is on this show than me. There's another that's going to talk all about how amazing he sounds. There's going to be another that talks all about how he's the perfect voice to sing you to sleep. I got all sorts of different SP fan podcast ideas. Hashtag awkward. <laughs> If these are limited run shows, you can finish one before you start the other. It can also be easier with a short run podcast to find a co-host or if you're doing an audio drama, a voiceover artist, a guest contributors, collaborators, etc. If you've created a podcast with others, you probably know that there are many challenges when doing this. Whether it's creating a schedule that works for all of you, coming up with ideas together, or just keeping each other motivated, there can be a variety of difficulties that can come up, especially if you find yourself not aligned with the totality of the topics. But when you do a limited run, it can be easier to make all this happen. Look at our guest from a few weeks ago, Sarah Werner. 
She mentioned she had a voice artist who didn't want to do it anymore. Even though he was just volunteering, he went ahead and he offered to close up the season. This just goes to show the power of commitment with that affixed timeline in her case season. You know, one example that I kind of have of this is that I have ended a few podcasts over the years and I've had some people decide to exit said podcasts as well. And generally, when this happens, I'm able to lock them down to a specific point. For example, ending a podcast, uh, we ended up agreeing to do a couple more episodes of the comic book podcast, even though a couple of people had a lot of things going on. We all agreed we wanted to go and close it out so that we had a definitive endpoint. And also, just people leaving, generally, they were willing to come back just for a goodbye episode, even though they had already mentally checked out. And if this was a limited run show, uh, I have the same confidence that the people would actually go and complete to the end point of that as well, because they would sort of be in that Sarah Warner example where they know, okay, we're just got to get to the end of this and finish up the run. So it really is something that I've seen essentially practiced with people. And I think that's just because most people do like to follow through with something that they've committed to. Now, this can also be easier to chart the course of your episodes. For example, when you're doing an ongoing show like this show here, like Better Podcasting or The Gunny Geek Show, you generally have to come up with a variety of ideas in an ongoing basis and arrange them in a manner with a short term vision, relatively speaking. When you're doing a short term run, you can consider the entire course of the show. You can plan the early run episodes with the foresight of what the future ones will be. It's more like writing a book or writing a short TV series. There are some best practices that we're going to go over. Steven, you want to take the first few? Sure. First, we think that when you're going to do a short run show, you should have a very clear, specific idea and theme for your podcast. And this needs to be a little more than a long form where you've got a general concept. With a regular ongoing show, sometimes you can stay with a little broader idea. It's almost better because you need to be able to create specific content each week within a general umbrella. But with a limited run series, it's different. You need to know exactly what you're going to cover in that. You don't have time to grow like you would in a general broad ongoing concept. With a specific idea, you should really brainstorm the exact specifics of what you're going to cover within that show. And this is as you go through and you formulate each episode, you have a point that you can reference of whether or not you are covering what exactly you have specifically laid out at the start. For example, with this show here, we're an ongoing show. We said we want to make this a podcast that is geared towards hobby podcasters about hobby podcast advice. But if we were going to do a more limited specific run, we would look instead and say, well, what exactly are we going to cover about hobby podcasting for the run of this show? We would have gone and planned it out more specifically. What are the things that we think are important to cover within that concept? For example, if we wanted to do a podcast on TV podcasting, that would be one. If we wanted to do a podcast about history, we could do that. I mean, just take any niche in podcasting about podcasting, and we could probably cover it in a short run. However, as you formulate the specifics of your show, you also need to consider how the longevity of the episodes will play. 
unless you're doing a show that is really going to be a true run and then done, like the lead up to a special event, you're also in many ways writing for people who check you out long after you've wrapped. For many limited run shows, you want to avoid time sensitive content and definitely don't bank on it. For example, it can take a while to get enough listener interaction where you can do a feedback section of your show, right? You probably don't want to plan on this being a part of your show every episode. You could have your short run show wrapped before you even get people emailing you. Stephen, I don't know about you, but with Voices of Defiance and I can't speak to the podcast that you've done, I've received feedback to that show after the show has ended. And there's just no way that you can respond to it on air. You have to respond to it off air, even if you can, because some is sent in anonymously. Take some time to think about what you're coming up with for a clear plan to promote your show. With a long-term podcast, you can afford to take time to build your audience through long play methods. You can guest on other shows. You can make yourself part of a community in your niche. You can do all the sort of promotion things we were talking about before. However, with a short-run show, the clock is ticking, and you need to get some eyes, or should we say ears, on your show. You should brainstorm and arrange a very clear marketing plan for promoting your show, and you should have everything you need done before you even launch. You should have your social media intact. You should have your promotional images ready to go. Basically, when you launch your podcast, you need to have your promotion plan in place. How many places do you want to tweet? If you want to have an Instagram, if you want to have a Facebook account, if you want to have a Discord community just for a short event, you have to have that all set up before you even start. Otherwise, it's not really worth the effort. And you should also make sure that your show is clearly marketed as short run. This is what we were referring to earlier. And this could be beneficial for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's going to ensure that your audience knows that it's a short run and they don't end up feeling like they're getting ripped off. Have you ever watched a TV show where they're canceled mid run? You're left hanging and you're like, what's going to happen here? And if you don't bill it as short run, people might feel that way when it closes up. If they thought it was going to go on for years and years and years. You make sure that they're not going to be disappointed when you're marketing it as a short run. And that can be as simple as having it in the description or making it part of your intro, whatever it is. But the other thing is, if it's a limited run show and you make sure they know it's limited run, they may be more inclined to check it out now. If you think about people who listen to podcasts, a lot of the time they are listening to only a certain amount of episodes or shows each week. They only have so much time that they can actually listen to different podcasts. And if you make sure they know that it's a limited run show, they might bump it up on the priority list because a lot of people like to listen to stuff right here and now when it's happening. And it's the whole concept of water cooler talk and whatnot. So if somebody knows that this is only running for a certain amount of time, they might be willing to put some of those other shows on hold to make room for you right now. So definitely it can be a benefit to you to make sure that people know it's only here for a limited time. Come get it now before your coupon expires. <laughs> In summary, overall, there are many reasons to do a short run podcast. There are a lot of pros and cons that come with doing them. So while we are advocates of planning for any podcast, a short run podcast does take a lot more planning and forethought due to its time limited nature. But there are some benefits that come with it, and it can allow you to explore a variety of different creative ideas in your podcast endeavors. And if you are listening or watching this show, 
and you have done a short run podcast before, or even if you're considering doing one, please let us know how it's going for you or how it went. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at BetterPod. You can email us podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And you can also join our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord and join in the conversation and tell us really time what's going on with your show. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. If you follow anybody in the world of podcasting who is there in some form of business capacity, you've probably seen in the recent year them post a link at some point or another from a website called the Podcast Business Journal. Now, truthfully, usually a lot of these articles are things that we think are slanted a certain way and not always the most relevant towards the hobby podcaster. The name says Podcast Business Journal. We are here, better podcasting, talking about hobby podcasts. A little bit of a clash there. And and my personal opinion is that often some of these are almost a little bit advertising, a little bit spammy. They're almost there to aid a certain service. But every now and then, there's a real gem that comes up there that we think is worth talking about. And SP found a gem for the Better Podcasting download this week. And I am so excited to talk about this. However, since he found it, I will give credit where credit is due and turn it over to USP to synopsisize. One of the things that we talk about on an annual basis is the podcast surveys, and some of that is done via Edison Research and senior VP of Edison Research, Tom Webster, was a keynote speaker last week at Podcast Movement. Now, while I don't generally advocate a hobby podcaster go to these conferences if it's going to cost you a lot of money, I just don't see the ROI there right away. I think you should build your audience and your show up before you actually go to something like that. But in this particular case, the keynote speaker was interesting and his title of the show, I don't even know if it's the title of the talk or not, but the title of the article was the podcasting space is a bit of a mess. So that kind of grabbed my attention. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually read this. So basically Webster said during his keynote speech that uh, there is no longer a clear way to define what a podcast is. So I keyed into that going, okay, so that's the mess that he's talking about. And then I read through it. There was some uh, allusions to the fact that podcasting is more than just downloads right now, that people are discovering podcasts, not on podcast apps, but basically wherever they are. I mean, if they're on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, you name it, you're going to consume content right there. And some cases you can't include those downloads as part of your main stats. You have to actually accrue them together. So it's not just the clear cut podcasting anymore. So he actually went on and said, okay, here's some solutions for you to deal with this changing in the space. I will argue that this space changing has been going on for a little while, but it seems to be, have gotten some traction in the business circles lately. So his solution for all this dub disruption in the space and confusion about what a podcast is, is to be everywhere because the audience is everywhere. You can't control where the audience is. So be where the audience is. And he said that it's just no longer good enough to say that, quote, subscribe to my show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, unquote. Why the article states? Because what if they discover podcasts on a platform where they cannot get your show? Say, for example, there's an exclusivity agreement to something like Pandora or Spotify, and you can't get your show in there because there's a gatekeeper keeping you from getting there. Well, that's 
an issue that you have to overcome. Get your podcast there because that's where the audience is. That's where they're picking up podcasts because they're already there listening to music. And if they're already there listening to music, the odds are they could search one day, find your show based on some keywords and start listening to you there. So Webster advised podcasters to do one of three things. One, be where the listeners are because they will encounter your content. They're not seeking it out. They'll just encounter it. Two, live where they are because they are where they are. And three, love where they are because they are not going to be corralled anywhere else. I think this later point was directed at the podcast industry for trying to stop being the, quote, Netflix of podcasting. Don't make people come to you because they're not going to. They're going to be where they are online. They're going to be in their social media bounds. They're they're going to be there. They're going to be in the apps listening to stuff or watching stuff on YouTube. So make sure your show is there because that's where your audience is. The audience that's listening to podcasts today, they largely listen through podcast apps. But the audience of tomorrow, the people that don't listen to podcasts, the people that we want to bring into podcasting, they're at all the other places. So make sure you're at the other places. Stephen, what did you think about this? Pretty much that last point is exactly why I was so excited about this article. And it's especially the they're not going to be corralled comment there. And we're not talking Steve Carell, by the way. We're not talking that at all. No, I think it's important because when you look at some of the names that have been in the industry for such a long time, there's almost this, this implication that they are, you need to be somewhere. You need to be one specific place. And that varies from place to place. There's certain big names that says you need to be an Apple podcast. You need to make sure that you are following all of the rules there so that you are in there. And if you're not, your podcast is a failure. There are certain other big names that says, hey, look, you got to make sure Google loves you. Google's the next big thing. And if you're not self-hosting your show, you're going to not be on Google. And there's all sorts of conflicting information. And honestly, I think they're all wrong because they're missing the fact, this message that it's all about the podcast listener and where they feel comfortable finding shows. If there is an Apple user who is going to be using Apple Podcasts and they're comfortable with Apple Podcasts, the odds are they want to search for something. They're not going to go to their smart speaker and, and look if there's a skill for it. They're not going to go to Google. They're already in an app. They're going to pull up the search menu and search there. Likewise, if somebody is really into podcasting through Spotify or Pandora, they're going to be there and they're going to do a search there. That's probably the first place they're going to go rather than go to a third party service. And honestly, I like I said, I'll include Google in that because I think while we do Google for a lot of things, as people get so comfortable with something, generally they stay within that. A good example of that is Netflix. How many different streaming services are out there? There's Amazon Prime Video, there's Netflix, there's, I don't know, I lost track of all the US ones that are down there. But if someone is looking for a movie and they're in Netflix, the odds are they search in Netflix if that's the primary way that they stream movies. They don't go and go, okay, well, it's not there. Let me go open up the Prime app. Nope, it's not there. Okay, let me go to Google. Movie Plus, where can I stream it? A lot of people are lazy. And so that's why I think that it's really, really, really important to be all over the place. And I'm so happy to see this pushed from a very, very reputable person. And it's really, really a factor worth considering. And you want to make sure when you do go out and you're putting your podcast out there, try to be in as many different places as you can be. And 
If you're all about the download numbers, then that's a little bit different story if you're having to sort of split those downloads because now you might not be able to market it as much. But for a hobby podcaster, be as many places as you can, in my opinion. It's part of that promotion package. I think promotion is worth more now than when we started doing better podcasting and definitely before we started our own shows like Voices of Defiance and uh, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gonna Geek. I think promotion means a, a lot now and between the promotions and just being everywhere. So being accessible everywhere is a lot for a hobby podcaster. I mean, you're competing with people that are literally throwing millions of dollars into advertisements. So uh, even if you have a good quality show, that's like the best show in the niche, but you have a big industry show that's in the same niche that is just advertising the crap out of it, you're just not going to be able to compete. So take a long-term approach, take a approach of a very targeted promotion, develop those relationships. And the way to develop the relationships are the first two points. You be where everybody else is and then love where they are because you're going to be there and you're going to be building the relationships in the area. So I don't think that this article is saying anything that's earth shattering or groundbreaking at least here on Better Podcasting, it's basically saying the same thing that we've been saying pretty much since episode one, but it's saying it to a group of people at Podcast Movement that might not have the same mentality. So I, I think maybe it had something meaning more meaningful there, but it is meaningful. And we wanted to point it out here that uh, between all the industry announcements over the last few weeks between all of the here's what I learned at the conference articles that are out there. I think this was the most valuable for the hobby podcaster. And we're talking about it right here on Better Podcasting. There is one exception that I will say to the general notion of people not seeking out your podcast. It's if you're running a SP fan podcast, they will always, always seek out where you are. This week in the Better Pod Back, we'll kick it all off with a piece of feedback that we had from Damien the DM. He said, Stargate Pioneer is fantastic. We also had Mark D say, I love Stargate Pioneer. That is not the case at oh, all. Sorry, sorry, I'm misreading. Sorry, reading the script for my new podcast. My apologies. This is just very awkward. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Steven's kind of wound up today. Okay, so Damien the DM from... Aurelia Pod came on Discord and he said, vacation is over. I'm back, kind of, probably another couple of days before I'm back in the swing of things. So welcome back, Damien, from vacation. We also had Mark D in the Discord say, do a montage. It'll make the time fly. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of funny, Mark. So way to go there. Yeah. So he's talking to Damien there. Do a, a time montage to get caught up and everything will be fine. We also had Garrett Godfrey tweet us after the show last week. That's right. If you didn't know, we do stream this live on Wednesdays at five o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That's eight o'clock p.m. Eastern at geeks.live. And he said, it's so weird listening live. The music and bumpers sound so slow, but great episode. And he said that he usually listens at faster than one times. Uh, I've done this, totally been there. 
I will admit that for a very, very long time, I was only listening to the Curiosity Daily podcast, former guest of the show, Cody Goff, and his co-host, Ashley Hamer. I was listening to it at two times because I had a whole backlog that I needed to binge. And then I got caught up and I started to listen at one time because like a week had gone by. And I'm like, I feel like they're really, really slowed down their pacing. I feel like I feel like their delivery is a lot longer than it was before. And then I remembered I had been listening at two times. So former guest host of the show, Emily Prokop, she does other podcasts. And one of the podcasts she does is Hate to Wait. So it's a podcast about losing weight. And I check into that podcast from time to time. And I usually listen to it in the gym at 1.5 speed. Well, they actually do a live event on Wednesdays, I think 11 Eastern, maybe it's noon Eastern. I don't know. I have never checked it out because it's on Facebook, right? But if you listen to it live, and in in my case, I was listening to it on my iPod Classic and in the office at one time speed, it was extreme. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot, a lot slower than I remember them talking. So yeah, I, it even happens to me. And when I'm listening back to myself, I'm like, okay, can I speed this up? Can I speed this up? Because I've already heard what I'm saying. I, I want you to speed it up. If you're an editor and edit your own show, you run through the same thing. You're like, I need to listen to this faster. So it happens to everybody in podcasting all over the space. The great thing about podcasting now versus listening to like a book on tape or whatever is you can actually do it and sound okay because there's all sorts of voice modulations and spacing that apps do these days or podcast players do these days that make it sound halfway normal and you're not sounding like a chipmunk. So first of all, the voices are pitched correctly and second of all, they're spaced correctly. So they're fast, but you get to have the pacing correctly. And a lot of podcasts, you can actually understand them in two times, unless they're talking really, really fast. And then it's really hard to understand them because they're talking so fast. And then you can't listen to them on two times. That was for you two times listeners. That was for you two times listeners. Now you gotta go ahead and back that up. <laughs> what the heck did he say? <laughs> and lastly, in the better pod back, we actually had another message from Garrett. And we'll turn it over for the video viewers. You're going to see a video. Hey, this is Garrett Godfrey. I wanted to give you some feedback on last week's episode. Sarah was amazing. I know she said she's a fly by the seat of her pants sort of host but she came very well prepared with tons of information about audio drama and audio fiction. And I just found it really interesting and uh, just a, a great source of information. So I wanted to tie her discussion in with the feedback you got from Damien, the DM asking about a discord server and say that there is a discord server out there run by podcast junkie that has a huge number of audio drama and audio fiction podcast hosts, as well as uh, staffers and, and uh, the whole production team, as well as a lot of fans, and not just audio fiction, audio drama, but a number of other podcasters. So if you're interested in joining a community and maybe getting your own channel for your show without having to run your own server, that might be something worth looking into. I did create a bit.ly link just so you don't have to try and remember the long, ugly invite code. So you can go to bit.ly forward slash pod cord that's p-o-d-c-o-r-d for like podcast discord and um bit.ly slash pod cord that'll take you to the invite page for the discord server for podcast junkie if you kind of want to get in that community kind of show yourself to be a an active member and a creator 
and then uh, maybe maybe uh, escalate up to uh, asking for your own channel without having to run your own server. That's it. Talk to you later. Bye. Full disclaimer here, guys. So first of all, thank you very much, Garrett, for sending that in. We really appreciate it. Not only was it an audio feedback, but it was a video feedback. So if anybody wants to send one of those in, we would appreciate it. We'll play it on the show. Make sure you say what your show is. By the way, we'll promote your show. The other thing I will say about his feedback is we delayed this for a week because we wanted to make sure that we inserted it correctly. And what he was actually talking about was episode 193 and not last week's episode 194 so sarah werner was on episode 193 it's a great episode and if you're interested in audio dramas go check that out if you haven't already thank you to everybody who checked out the show this week and thanks to everybody who came by our live chat room yes i've mentioned that we do stream this live but we do have a live chat room as well so if you want to come on by generally speaking this is on wednesdays at 8 p.m eastern occasionally we will move it if something's going on and sometimes we just power through with all sorts of weird, awkward breaks during the recording because you got more important family stuff to deal with. Yep. For the posted version of this, you missed all of that. All happened today. Stuff that you yeah. miss. And some great ad living by yours truly. So we really appreciate the live audience. We had a full chat room tonight. Thank you very much for being interacting, interactive with us. And we look forward to seeing you right here again next week. So on that note, for episode 195 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying thank you very much again to our guests a couple weeks ago. If you haven't checked out those shows, please check those out. And I'm SP reminding everybody the finale for Girl in Space is out. So go check that out if you haven't already. See you guys next week. Bye. See ya. For checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.